0: Welcome back to Focused As Fuck. Today, a rougher episode. I was encouraged by some friends to have a conversation about an area of my life that I'm interested in working on. One that isn't something that I'm necessarily super-duper excited about. um, Something that I don't necessarily talk about all that much. I'm talking, of course, about my dating life. This is a rougher episode. I tried my best to like equalize the audio. It is super janky. It was just like one tiny little microphone being passed around in a big living room between three people having a relatively normal conversation. Um, So it doesn't sound as good as it could. I hope it is all audible and that you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, Without further ado, here's uh, here's some dating life talk. You're about to hear the voices of two folks who I'll introduce in a moment. Um, basically, it's Gabrielle and Sarah. If you listen to Wolf 359, the science fiction audio drama podcast that I do, they write and co-produce the show with me.
1: oh My friend Mike, uh, that's who I think would be my, like... If I had to ask someone to set me up with someone, that's why I would ask. Yeah? Yeah. Because it's like... Knows me very, very well, has, like, a very clear bead on my temperament,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but is orbiting in a completely different but comparable social circle right. of having gone to NYU film school rather than having gone to Wesleyan. So it's not, like, someone who already knows, All like, 70% of the like, same people that yeah, I already know. Yeah, 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 So there you go. Interesting,
0: yeah. So uh, I, I was just lying here on my rug... Staring at my ceiling, noticing all the dead light bulbs <laughs> in my living room <laughs> lamp. One that's just holding on. Not quite a lamp, what is it? A chandelier? chandelier. chandelier. Uh, it's a real basic chandelier, nothing too fancy out here in Bushwick, but uh, so truth. Um, I was uh, bemoaning my lack of ideas for today's episode and then naturally segued in complaining about online dating uh, to uh, my compatriots Gabrielle Urbina and Sarah Shackett of Wolf 359 Renown. Um, and they very quickly pointed out, no shit, you know what you need to podcast about. Online dating sucks. That's
1: how you really feel,
0: Zach. Uh, I don't wanna. What an
1: original opinion that
0: no one else has ever had. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. Tell me more. I- Thank you, Sarah. I've been on and off online dating. Like I think most people who have ever been on online dating and I've had some wonderful experiences and the last relationship that I got out of, which lasted for about five months, which is um, the longest relationship I've been in several years um, was somebody I met off of one of these apps who's a wonderful person. And there was definitely a point in the relationship where I was feeling the utter lack of context as like the fundamental flaw of these meeting people through the internet and like without the like friend of friend situation. And yeah, there's was just like a lot of, you know, differences in, I don't know about expectations, just like,
1: yeah. going to in Yeah, please. As soon as the truck goes by.
0: There's a lot of work happening in my neighborhood. They're like totally ripping up all the streets, so it's just been truck
1: city. Can we talk about what you mean by that lack of context? What do you mean by that?
0: Why, thank you for asking. So, uh, when... I've been introduced to people by friends. Like when you meet somebody IRL, like in the meat space in real life, not on a the phone, the meat space, okay. it's a We're thing. So
1: kind of judging Zach a little bit for using <laughs> words, <laughs> the meat space. In a sentence. Uh, because it's a pun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, um,
1: when you've met people, when you in meet people space. in real life,
0: um, as opposed to the internet life, um, there's like so much more information. There's body language. There's, you know, some social filtering by the fact that you're like in the same space, maybe they're, they're there because they're friends of your friends. And so, you know, you know what schools they want, you know, you just like know stuff about them that, May may give you a, a totally wrong impression, and like this is in many ways a superficial thing. Like the other strength, like it might be a feature of online dating that you can just meet the person for who they maybe want to be outside of any of the spheres of influence. But
1: but you at least have the common history yeah. of whatever it was that put you both in the same space where you met.
0: You have yes, uh, I was a and, and we're in
2: interest. You have just like this touchstone that you can talk about.
0: Right. And I guess like what I would say, like how I would express that is like you have more data points Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, more of a sense like it was very soon after meeting this person through the Internet and just like really feeling spending time together that we decided to start spending more time together before we really knew each other. And like. I don't think it was a problem. I think it was a successful relationship, even though it ended, because I don't think that relationships need to go on forever to be defined as successful. And I'm... One second. Hold for truck. Yuck. Um, and I'm like... First of all, like the number of online dates that I went on before I met somebody that I was really excited to date is like ugh, um, not appealing. And a former employer kind of nailed it for me and his views of of it where it's like when you meet somebody in real life like you kind of know if you're interested or not whereas when you meet somebody through their picture and some profile points it's easy to project and sort of like wonder and and the second you're in the room with them you kind of know if you have a connection or not and by the time you've by the time you've done all the yeah chemistry um which as they say is hard um and uh you know by the time you've swiped your way to that person and then messaged to set a date and then rescheduled because one of you got busy and then showed up and waited. You know, by the time you've invested all that time, it's like to know instantaneously, it just seems suboptimal to speak like an engineer. Um, I live with one. So, um, yeah. Does that answer your question, Gabriel?
1: It does. So I now have another question. Yeah. So what are we going to do instead of online dating Zach?
0: Dialogue. Uh, wait, wait, what was that, Sarah? Die alone. <laughs> Yeah, that's sort of what I'm up to these days. But, um, well, no, I got Tiffy. She's going to outlive me. No. <laughs> no way. Uh, I'm, you never know. There's no guarantees in life. But, uh, um, blah. Yeah, I guess I've been thinking, I had a new thought. So my folks are in this workshop, right? Like this year long thing, uh, which is all about, like, just sort of exploring new conversations. And in one of the exercises that I was doing in uh, their guest event last Sunday that I went to and have a bunch of like one interesting clip from that, maybe I'll play at the end of this episode, just a nice person I met with a quote that inspired them. But um, one of the things that I walked away from that exercise, which was what's something that is important to you that you don't tend to And for me, it was dating. It was like, huh, like, I don't tend to that basically at all. And it's important to me. Um, And what's, like, a new thing you could say rather than the complaints that you, like, walked in here with? And, like, I could go to, like, friends that I know have interesting friends that, like, might want to introduce me to people and say I'm available. Which is, like, as I say that into this recorder, like, one tons of feels about like talking to the internet about my first, pers- that side of my personal life, which is funny. Cause like I talk about like breast reduction surgery. I talk about like mental health and like all these things that like, I think are coded as more personal in some ways than dating, but yeah, I, I guess. I feel yeah, no, I, absolutely. Um, uh, I, th- I, I think at this point I just have less muscle talking about, um, that. And it's also easier to talk about areas of life that are kind of working, the way you want them to um, than, uh, than the ones that are just kind of like, I don't know, like, I'll deal with that later. Um, so, yeah. And it's like such a quality problem to the extent of like, I don't know, I feel like I have dude friends who like worry about getting laid. And like, that's not my problem. Um, not to like brag, just like, I don't want sex in that, like in that kind of a way that like, I feel like I need it. And like, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I used to be really like, I used to have a lot of like identity stuff tied into, like I am only good enough if people would want to sleep with me. And like, I've thankfully unwired that bomb um, over the years. And I think that I had an unhealthy relationship to masculinity around sex that I no longer have. And now it's just like, what do I want? And I think I'm still exploring that. And I think part of that was like coming out as questioning and exploring different interests. And I, I did that for a year and you know, I'm still open to new experiences, but I also like kind of like have a busy ass life and don't have a ton of time to like meet like as much as I'm like down for the polyamory conversation, like I'm also busy as hell and that sounds exhausting (laughs) Um, so while I'm not necessarily looking for monogamy, um, like f- as a like th- must-have deal breaker, otherwise I'm also like not in this space of like oh well you want a monogamous relationship I don't know if I can do that you know I'm like I don't really know and like who's got the fucking time and like who yeah I don't know I I guess to end a thought because I'd be curious if you have another question like my resolution has been. You do you. Cause there was a point at which I was really unfulfilled in the the relationship I was in for five months. And there were other reasons why I was like willing to s- stay in it. My needs weren't getting met, but, um, I, I took it on to have my needs met, whether she could meet them or not. And started ad- and started requesting things of her in a healthy way, I think. Um, and like got a lot out of like going into improv full speed and like doing all these things that I've been putting off, like picking up running and you know um, I think ultimately like revamping my YouTube channel, just like doing things that like I'm super excited are happening now. And now that they're happening, it's like, all right, cool. But like, I'd still love to have somebody that I'm like sleeping with and like looking forward to making plans with in a romantic sexual context Um, and my resolution has been like you do you be up to what you're up to and someone someone will inevitably show up eventually and I think the realization that I had last week that I think I have on tape and I'm never going to fucking find it until I can afford a transcriptionist (laughs) to go through my things um, was realizing like will I be there when that person shows like will I be present and like show up if that person shows up and like a like notice that I'm in like sort of acknowledge and honor that I'm interested in them uh, instead of like chicken out and not say anything because um, I think there have been some people who've showed up that I like haven't necessarily like asked on a date and like there are some people that I would ask on a date if I like felt like I knew them better and if they knew their situation like I don't know like What's enough, like, is, like, having gone to college with somebody and, like, following them on Instagram enough of a context to be like, you look like you have a life I would, like, be interested in being around. Like, want to grab a
1: blank? It's interesting. It's... Someone whom I am close to has a philosophy of if you want something to happen... In your life or if there's something that is important to you you need to set aside time to devote to that daily yeah like you know when something you know actions speak to your priorities and when you devote daily time to a pursuit that is sort of when you know that you are Letting yourself be open to that pursuit getting realized. It's not a guarantee that it'll happen, but you can sort of feel like you have done your part. I think that one of the things that is both wonderful and insidious about online dating is that they make that daily pursuit of romantic partnership very accessible, but also... Very cursory, yeah, and very shallow, and it's very easy to kind of feel like, oh, it's noon. I'm going to spend the 60 seconds that I'm going to spend every day looking at people who I might one day go on a date with. Mm -hmm. And to feel like that is sort of like, there we go, I have met my daily pursuit of this need that I have.
2: No, and it's like washing your dishes. You feel accomplished at the end, but you're back at square one. Yeah. You know? nothing has moved forward, necessarily. And I think like someone once talked about it and I think the most compelling case someone made for online dating um, that I've ever heard was to treat it like finding a job. Mm -hmm. And that like you need to devote that amount of time and you're gonna go on a lot of interviews. And some of the interviews you're gonna bomb. But by the end of it, you're gonna have more confidence articulating who you are and if that's all you get out of the process, great. Um, But that means that it requires way more time than 60 seconds, and it's often disappointing as hell. And so unless it is, like, a priority you want to devote a certain amount of your life to, it's easy to burn out on.
1: And it's also probably something that, like, if you're looking for a job, you're probably not just, you know, spending 60 seconds on LinkedIn every day. You're probably going to networking events. You're asking your cousin John if there's any openings and that, like, you know, little company that he has.
2: You're doing informational interviews. Can I get coffee and just talk to you about what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So there's more to it.
0: Yeah. I apologize uh, retroactively for the sound quality. Um, Oops. No, it's fine. This is how we're doing it. Um, So, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel that. And I guess, like, there's the FOMO of the online thing of, like, not being on it. When I'm not on it, it's like, oh my God, like there might be somebody who's like awesome who's on it who's just like waiting to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like, I don't know, where I'm at with it now is just like, those things are, d- like I've worked too long at startups and, re- and like know too much about the like the engineering of it. Like they've built those things to keep you dissatisfied and to keep you yeah. on right, them.
1: because
2: there's no incentive for you to find your soulmate, and then leave the platform.
0: Right. Tinder loses money. It's bad for Tinder, Tinder's bottom line if you find the love of your life because then you stop swiping and you stop getting ads that you might subscribe to their thing, and if you're subscribed to them through their thing, it destroys the likelihood that you'll stay on their thing. So, I, yeah, so I guess like, I'm as I work on a podcast called Focused as Fuck, more becoming increasingly sensitive to where my attention goes mm-hmm. and how I spend the precious currency of it. And yeah, I guess like online dating's not quite for me, but I think I need to f- f- take some new actions on a daily cadence, at least a weekly cadence of like if I'm not gonna date on dating apps, how am I going to go on, like, and whether it's dating or just like, like cultivate a social life that is fulfilling. Um, And I think you, yeah, I think you kind of have to distinguish as a dating life, because otherwise it's just like, yeah. Um, Interesting. What, What would you guys advise in like, if there's somebody Or like people, I'm thinking of somebody in particular, and they're not like, like whoa, my god! Just like somebody who comes to mind as like a good example of like, we went to school with them. I don't know them very well. I think they're very attractive and exciting and up to something, and like somebody who I'd want to go out with. But I've never said more than like a couple words. Like I've never like spent a ton of time, and like I think it would be disingenuous to just be like, hi, let's like, be like, like, is it like better to just be like, hey like, I think you're cute, like you want to go out? Or like is it realer to be like, hey, like, I think you're interesting, like want to grab, yeah, I guess like what do you guys
1: think about context? My response to those things has always been it depends on what you are honestly open to and if the answer is I would love to meet with this person and if it goes somewhere romantic that's great and if we just turn into friends that's great and if they just turn into a business partner that's great then totally do just hey you're really interesting would you like to grab a sandwich sometime if you are certain I am interested in this person only as a potential romantic partner and for whatever reason in the cosmos, you are just like, no, I'm pretty sure that like we're either gonna work out in that way or not at all, mm. then you should just be very open and sort of say, I would like to ask you out on a date. For whatever that's worth. That is, I think, sort of like the perspective that I have seen more people operate on successfully than anything else. And it's just sort of a question of honesty to the other person, but also honesty to yourself yeah, about so what you can and cannot get out of it.
2: Right. Um, because I, you know, I totally get the awkwardness of, I don't really know you. Um, How do I, like, start having a conversation so that we can have context? Right. Um, but I, I think that's really great advice. Um, if, you know, you don't know this person, so that's something to keep in mind, is like, yeah we went to college together. I would love to reconnect. Um, and if you think that like, that's sort of might lead to something, whether it's a friendship, um, or, you know, just, uh, fulfilling business part, whatever it is, um, then, you know, play it that way. If it's, you know, I've like, I, I, I know we don't know each other that well, but, I like I I I think you're cute. Um, I would love I would love to meet up sometime. Then I think that honesty will also be appreciated.
1: Also, in case it isn't obvious, Sarah and I are dating experts, and we know <laughs> everything there is to know on this subject.
2: Exactly, and um, in like fact, we're charging Zach for our services right now because yes. that's how valuable they are.
1: And you should consider this professional advice. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you guys, you're welcome for the millions of dollars I'm spending right now. (laughs)
1: Per hour. No, no, just in case (laughs) it is not clear, we are... The only thing that we know for sure about dating is that there is way, 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 way more that we don't know than what we do know. This is very much just us talking and kind of feeling things out in the dark as we try to figure this out. So please just take this as some thoughts. that three people are having on a Friday evening.
2: Well said, that's, yes.
0: Cool, I think I'm gonna have to sleep on it and feel out my feelings. Um, I guess I'll report back maybe. No promises.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you'll be fine. fine. Oh no, it'll
0: be great. All right, this has been focused as fuck. This has been Focused as Fuck. Brought to you by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. And I'm your host, Zach Valenti. Music in this episode is by Nihalor from freemusicarchive.org. If you're enjoying the show, there are four ways to show it. You can leave a review, a rating... Subscribe on wherever it is you listen, like iTunes and so forth, or share the show with someone in your life that you think would enjoy these little audio experiences. If you think it'd be fun to hang out live with me, uh, usually a guest, and a bunch of awesome folks in this community and uh, my community on YouTube, join me on YouTube at Zach. Valenti, that's youtube.com slash Zach Valenti, Or you can go to www.zach.live. Every Sunday afternoon, usually, uh, but definitely every Sunday, I have a live stream. It's Self-Care Sunday. We talk about creativity, self-care, and a bunch of other stuff. The chat is always amazing. Uh, the guests have been just phenomenal. I, I am so grateful to the amazing people that have come on this past week. You can still see the video until Sunday. Julia Shafini from the Spirits Podcast, uh, an incredible show about uh basically mythology with mixed drinks um, and it's it, it's always a good time uh, I'm going to be on an episode coming up soon I don't know when it's going to drop but she came on uh, last week to talk about self-care and podcasting and just the whole nine yards of what it takes to be creative and be balanced and finding that in New York City. Streams going up at 2.30pm Eastern Standard Time this coming Sunday April 30th You can follow me on Twitter for any updates on that, at Zach Valenti. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. And as always, until tomorrow.